is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. My pleasure to have you here. I appreciate you taking the time. We've got Dr. Jesse Lopez at the bottom of the hour. That means about 27 minutes from now, we'll have him on. Going to give the very latest. Uh, he always gives you actual stories. The, the actual studies, I should say. Studies that are peer-reviewed. Studies that tell us what the effects are of the shots. Who's getting COVID? Who's not getting COVID? The possible connection between COVID and other very serious ailments um, because of the shots. And much, much more. Make sure you stick around for Dr. Jesse at the bottom of the hour. We got that for you. Plus, we got more information about libraries and librarians and, and pushing adult sexual content on children. It doesn't seem to be backing off. I'm not really sure why. I haven't gotten a good answer yet as to why we need, like in California, they got drag queens coming into the, into the actual legislature. You've got some idiots still pushing the same guy. You know, the beard guy, the tall, skinny beard guy. You know what I'm talking about. He's some state representative or something. This guy continues to push in California legislation that would give California the right to take away kids if parents won't give them so-called gender-affirming care. I mean, I don't know what this what this is all about, but it's going to continue, and I'm going to continue talking about it until people realize how backward this actually is. We should not be pushing any sexual content on our kids, period, end of story, even on a Wednesday. That is a hump day. It's Carrie Lockie. How you doing, Carrie? Hello, okay. Polo making it happen. That is Sam in the Izzy. Looks a lot like the host. That's my kid. Back off. Breaking it down. Getting it done. Making it happen. Carrie Lockie. What's that? Harmony? Okay. Sure. Come on, Carrie. You refuse, huh? There is an Adam Schiff update. Really? What's the Adam Schiff update? What what you got? Yeah, this is... It's not working. Come on. on. You can't tell me there's an update, then it's not working. Uh, Okay, from Fox News, the House voted Wednesday to censure Representative Adam Schiff for pushing claims of former President Trump's 2016 campaign colluded with Russia, a vote that made Schiff just the third member of the House to be censured since the turn of the century. The resolution passed 213 to 209 in a vote. Every Republican voted for it except for six who voted present and every Democrat voted against it. Immediately following the vote, Democrats gathered on the floor and chanted shame and disgrace. As House Speaker Kevin McCarthy tried to gavel the House in order for several minutes, Representative Elon Omar was heard calling McCarthy a spiteful coward and accusing him of weak leadership. Yeah, Elon Omar should be also censured just because of her hatred for Jews and and uh, some people did something on 9-11. I mean, she shouldn't even be in there. It's pretty disgusting. You got people like that in there. Uh, but having said that, uh, Carrie, do we have the, the six names who voted present? What the hell are they doing um, voting present? Looking, looking. Um, the hell is that? Who's voting yeah, I don't present? I think this one has who voted that way. So dumb. Well, if you find it, let me know. I will. Because, I mean, at some point... 
We just have to keep on calling these these idiots out. There are 20 who voted against the fine. Now you got six that voted present instead of taking the opportunity to let the Democrats have it like they always let the Republicans have it. This is a good vote. Doesn't really do much, but it's a good vote. And Elon Omar should kiss the ground she walks on because we gave her freedom and liberty and didn't leave her ass in Somalia or Sudan. I'll continue to say that in Minneapolis, I'm embarrassed that you people keep on voting. What is she, District 5? It's actually where the radio station is. It's four or five. But uh, it's embarrassing that you keep on voting this person in. Why? Because you think she's cute? Because she certainly isn't doing the bidding of Minneapolis. Isn't doing the bidding of Minnesota. Not doing the bidding of the United States. She's a hate-filled person. How is he a coward? He literally just brought a censure vote and censured the guy. How is that cowardly? It's actually pretty brave for a Republican, to be honest with you. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let's do this story about libraries and about uh, about children. I'm not sure why we have to have the sexual desires of everybody thrust upon our kids. But uh, librarians have been now talked to about what they should or shouldn't do. What's this about? From the blaze, a speaker at a recent virtual library conference instructed school and public librarians to take steps to prevent parents and community members from finding books with LGBT plus themes, the Daily Caller News Foundation reported. The June seminar hosted by Library 2.0 and called Banned Books and Censorship, Current Intellectual Freedom Issues in the Library, featured Valerie Bird Fort, an instructor at the University of South Carolina. And Bird Fort presented a session titled Get Ready, Stay Ready, Community Action Toolkit that instructed librarians on how to best ensure parents and other concerned community members would not find LGBT plus books. The presentation covered some things that you could do proactively to get ready when sensors come knocking at your door. Bird Fort's proactive steps to take advised librarians to create rotating displays of recommended books. As she stated, the displays should let the community know that you're there for all students and not just certain groups. Bird Fort recommended having student volunteers create some of the displays. If somebody maybe has something to say about one of those displays, you could say, well, we had one of our teen volunteers create it. So it just goes to show that they want to see it and they need to see these resources, she said. Birdforth then instructed school librarians to avoid labeling the books with identity-based subject headings such as LGBTQIA+, or Gays Fiction. Aside from being bad practice, it makes it too easy for parents or community members to find those kinds of books, she explained. Don't make it necessarily easy for those groups to find, but make it easy for those who want the books. How sick is that? That is so sick. I mean, let's let's break down what you just heard, because... The way she said things, it was almost as if she was saying, let's not find these books in our libraries. But she wasn't saying that. What she was saying was, don't let parents find these books in the library. And if the book is put on a a featured display, instead of them blaming you for the display, including you know some sort of LGBTQXYZ123 thing, we'll just say the student did it and blame them. Carrie, that's what I'm hearing, right? Well, it's exactly what she said without saying that, yes. So well, the it, teens put the teens were in charge right. of this display. So and they wanted it, <laughs> so that's why them. it's there. Yeah. It is so weird. And then she goes on to say, don't make it easy for them to know that you have these books in the library. Like, don't call them gay-themed or gay comedy or gay drama or LGBTQ content. Just act like it's a regular book. And I go back to what I said earlier in the week, and I mean this, and I don't read any of these magazines. I know of them because I I am alive. But would these organizations, would this librarian who's teaching this hide the gay stuff from parents, 
Would she be okay with Playboy and Hustler being available in the school library? And of course, the answer is no. It objectifies women. It's pornographic. That's no different than showing a how-to guide on having oral sex with the same gender you are. It's not different than the graphic descriptions of the first encounter the boy has with a man. It's no different. I don't want any sexual content in a school library. Now, is that me saying ban books? No. I don't want them burned. I don't want them not to exist. If you want to write a stupid book like that, write a stupid book like that. That's your right as a free American. You don't have the right to have that in the library. I can make this comparison, and I think this makes a lot of sense if you're using your brain. Maybe little Bobby likes to walk around without any pants on. That's his choice. That's his freedom. He feels so much better with no pants and no underwear. He likes walking around that way. Because he likes that, and because that's his way, should we make it acceptable for Bobby to go to school that way? And the answer is, of course not. Is that me banning nudity? Is that me banning Bobby's body? Is that me banning his desires or his thoughts or his feelings? No, that's me banning his bare ass in school. And that's not censorship, that's protocol. It's a value set. It's morality. It's the way this country was founded. It's not, I'm not against nudity. I'm against it in public. I'm not against you having sexual desires. I'm against you forcing it on my kids. I'm not against you being gay if that's what you think you are. Be gay. Doesn't mean my kid has to be handed a book, queer like me, gay like me. Why? And I've never gotten a valid answer to A, would you let those magazines in the library? Of course, the answer is no. And B, why do you need children to be force-fed your sexual desires at the local library? Why do you need children to be forced to watch, at five or six years old, grown-ass men twerking, dressed as women, as they're doing drag queen story hour? Why do we need that? Why is that something that became so necessary? What happened in our society that this became the most important thing for people that we used to trust with our kids? I can't trust a teacher with a kid. If the, the teacher's going to hand the child a, a graphic and even sometimes filled with pictures, now, I mean, just the words aren't just graphic, the actual illustrations are graphic in some of these things. I don't trust that person who's handing that to a kid. There's something very wrong with that, and we act like there isn't. And this librarian does a whole seminar on how to hide this stuff from the parents. The parents who, of course, have to buy this stuff with their taxes. You're going to put a Gay Like Me book or you're going to put in Charlotte's Web. The parents are paying for it with their taxes. I want to say as to what's in that library. Book banners, book censorship. Nope. It's protecting the innocence of children. That's what it is. And if you don't think children have any innocent, any innocence or you think a pedophile is a minor attracted person, you're a sick puppy and you should not be in the school system. You should not be teaching kids, should not be in charge of kids, should not have anything to say to kids. You should be far away from kids. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming right back. Joe Pags. 
Great to have you. Kerry's got the six names that uh, voted present on the censure of Adam Schiff. We'll have that for you coming up. There are six Republicans who decided to vote present. I don't know why, and I don't know what the names are yet, but I will react to them as I hear them in a moment. Meantime, i got to remind you about the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. You've got to get this purifier. Now, listen, you're going to get it in a box. You get three of these because they've got a great deal right now. Three of them for under 200 bucks, you're saving $200. But when you get them, you'll be like, these are small. What the hell are you going to do with this? You plug it right into the outlet. Doesn't take up any floor space, doesn't get in your way, doesn't need to have filters changed every month, nothing like that. And it works incredibly. Any smell is going to vanish after a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, talking trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and a whole lot more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules. They seek out, they destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. And best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you money. Start enjoying your home again and get several thunderstorms. Right now, you could save $200, as I said, on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home. Get three units for under $200. So go right now to the website, EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS, P-A-G-S, to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS, and shipping is free. Carrie, what do you have for me? Yeah, it was the uh, the vote was 213 to 209 along party lines. And according right. to CNN, the five Republican members of the House Ethics Committee, Michael Guest of Mississippi, Dave Joyce of Ohio, Andrew Garbarino of New York, John Rutherford of Florida, and Michelle Fishbach of Minnesota voted present. A GOP representative, Ken Buck of Colorado, also voted president, but he is not on the Ethics Committee. Okay, so if all of you, um, those of you listening, if those are your representatives, I don't care. I interview a lot of representatives. I don't know any of those people. Yeah, I don't. I do not recognize these names. Yeah. I, Ken Buck of Colorado. I know that one, but maybe. Yeah, I um, mean that's about it. Yeah, is it Buck? Buck. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I do know that name as well, but the other ones I don't. Uh, let me make this as clear as I can. It's a shame. It is actually shameful that they did not vote to to censure him. They voted present because they can. I get it. Uh, uh, but but you should call them out. If this is your representative, you've got to start asking hard questions. Why didn't you vote to censure this guy when he lied for six, seven years? You should have. What's the holdup? All right, back to the library stuff. Very, very simply said, there should be no sexual content, no graphic sen- uh, sexual content, no illustrations of sexual content, gay, straight, or in between. Doesn't matter. Shouldn't be any of that in a library at a public school that we're paying for. We're not paying you to teach people to have sex. We're not paying you to teach people, you know, to to fulfill their desires by going and buying graphic books or, or renting out or checking out graphic books at the school library. Teach these people what they need to know to compete for great jobs, to compete in this world that we live in. I'm so sick and tired of these people with their perversions pushing this garbage on our kids. Stop it. Or else don't make it compulsory for me to pay for your school anymore. Stop taking it out of my taxes. School choice should be a national thing where you can actually compete with these schools that are literally holding conferences on how to hide gay content from, from parents who pay for the, for the gay content. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me say hello and welcome to Joe in Minneapolis. Hi, Joe. What's going on? Hey, Pegs. Joe, nice to meet you. Pleasure to, meet you. to speak with you today. Thanks. Um, Joe from Minneapolis, my buddy, if you can believe this, texted me a picture of his five-year-old son who cannot read his backpack has a button on it that reads, I read gay books. Northfield Public Library. What the heck, man? Now, keep in mind, yeah, it's crazy. Now, keep in mind, this is a library in Northfield, Minnesota, which is the home of Carleton College, which is 
Harvard of the Midwest. It's also the home of St. Olaf College, and it's also a sanctuary city. And I find that appalling that my tax dollars are being sent to fund this type of activity within a, within a public school. Did he do anything about it? Did he call the library and find out why exactly would you give this pin to my five-year-old? Uh, he's doing that as we speak. He Good. texted me the picture this morning, and I was just, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And he's going to get down to the bottom of it. His kid can't even read, and he's walking around with a backpack like that. So I find that abominable, and uh, I it appreciate is. your efforts, sir. All right, brother, we appreciate you, Joe. Thank you out of Minneapolis. Let me go to Ste- uh, Stephanie, who's in New Mexico. Hi, Stephanie. What's going on? Hi, Joe. Hey, I just had a quick question for you. Um, are they going to allow Playboy and Hustler? And those kind of magazines now as well for our children to read. And one of the point was, um, do you remember when we were young how they used to uh, check us when we checked out the National Geographic? Right. Because how explicit they were on the topless uh, women out there. Stephanie, I appreciate the phone call. I think you probably just tuned in, uh, but I've been saying for a few days, asking that simple question, will Playboy and Hustler be available in the library? The answer, of course, would be no, and I would not want them to be in there, but it's exactly, it's a, it's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. And as far as the National Geographics, I do remember that. The, the National Geographic would go to Africa, they would, they would go through and they do a, an expose on the tribes in Africa, and the women don't wear shirts. They don't wear tops, they were just naked. And um, they got in big trouble for putting that stuff that content in the magazines if the magazines were going to be in schools. And there was a big controversy about that. And those discussions should be, should be had. But I can tell you this, in that context, although as a little kid, you're like, oh, look at the, look at the boobies. Uh, that, in that context, this is how they live. This is how you teach somebody about a different society and different culture. It wasn't about sex. It wasn't about, it wasn't about how to have sex. It wasn't about sexual desires. It wasn't about pushing any sort of ideology on kids. This was actually about, about education, but we were so immature and dumb that it wasn't, you know, you couldn't just look at that and not make a comment. Holy crap. She's naked. Um, Phil Toledo, make it happen. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, I I just was commenting on the library. Would they allow a book called my heterosexual life or I have one mommy, one daddy or grandma and grandpa been married for 60 years, raised great families and uh, and the Nat Geo thing. Yeah. I'm 58 years old, a little bit older than you. Yeah. And yeah, you know, uh, they were, they were watched real close, but of course it wasn't sexual. It was just, you know, it was, it was a different, different, you know, society. I, I feel, I think great no, questions this, about my, my heterosexual life. Would they allow that? No, of course not. I think it's a great point. It's a great point. My heterosexual life, grandma and grandpa have been married for 60 years. What a great family they have. You never have that one either. But, uh, you know, if the teenage boy wants to experiment for, you know, his first time uh, seeing a naked guy and doing this, that, and the other, that's that you can't say anything against that. You're homophobic or you're transphobic or fill-in-the-blank phobic. And I'm just, I'm over it. I'm going to call it out every single time. If you think I talk about it too much, I'm not talking about it enough because this is the only way to raise awareness and get you moms and dads and grandma and grandpas and community members into the library telling them enough is enough. Dr. Jesse Lopez, when we come back, stay here. Joe Pags.